Below the Yellow Line studio, it's the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Samuel Stubbs, joined by a very special guest today. Ryan, if you would, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Hey guys, hey guys, I'm Ryan, I'm also driver lane for Chevy, Chevy, and uh, yeah, Xfinity series for Alpine Racing, so been racing for a long, long time, but really excited to be with Alpine this year. Glad to have you on the show, Ryan. Going to jump right into it here. Uh, this past weekend at Pocono, really good weekend for you and, and Alpha Prime as a whole. Solid P18 finish. Uh, how was your weekend at Pocono? It's it's called the Tricky Triangle, and, and not for no reason. It's a very difficult track. You guys managed to get out of there with a, a solid finish despite all the late chaos. Uh, how was your weekend, in your opinion, at Pocono? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I personally love Pocono. Um, it drives kind of like a road course. Um, you can be aggressive. You can... I think for the most part it rewards um, aggressiveness, like turn three is a little bit of a patience track, but um, I had a lot of fun. It's a, it's a little bit of a motor track, and we don't really have the motor that most of the guys that finished ahead of us have. Um, so I, I think we made the most of the, the day, and uh, you know, for a small team, for us to have the car, I think this had not a scratch on it, so that's really, really good. Um, that car we turned around and probably be leaving the shop in about eight days to head to Michigan, so... Um, a top 20 is always a good day, especially at a, at a track like that. Um, you know, we expect to run really good at the short tracks and the road courses, but not so much at the Poconos and the Michigans. <laughs> Those are a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. Tough track for sure, but you guys managed to get out of there without, like you said, without a scratch on your car. Very impressive considering how uh, chaotic everything was in the closing laps. Uh, going from looking back at last week and now looking forward at this weekend, I know Road America is one of your favorite tracks, one of your best tracks uh, on the circuit. Uh, how much are you looking forward to going back there, and, and what do you think your expectations are for the 43 team at Road America? You know, I'm really, really excited. Um, statistically, probably like one of my most average tracks I've ever played, but that's um, it's kind of hard to on the road courses to really look at just purely the stats because Absolutely. as we've all seen, these it's just a wreck fest, uh, especially when you get towards the end. Uh, I was just looking at data, or not data, I'm just watching YouTube, so it's not quite data, um, from our race back in 2019, we were 9th, I think, or 8th, um, about a lap and a half to go, um, driving for BJ McLeod, and uh, last time I drove there, we didn't have brakes, and the car was stuck in reverse. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, we got pushed off by the push truck, and it was stuck in reverse, I didn't think we were actually going to be able to fire off, so we lost brakes every two laps, so... Um, wasn't too easy to make speed that day, um, but overall we've typically had a decent amount of speed there, so um, I'm really, really excited. Like, this is one I've kind of had marked off the whole year. Uh, just, the more excited I get for these races, the worse they seem. <laughs> um, so I'm really just not thinking about it. Um, with the repave, we really don't know um, how the track's going to race. We just know it's going to be really fast. Um, and with the uh, controlled cautions, I think was what they're calling them, um, the three-minute breaks, it's, you know, we can't make up too much sound on road, so uh, I'd like to say a top 15 for sure, um, but I mean, I'd be lying if I wasn't really gunning for that top 10 this weekend, it's just, it's so competitive now, um, you know, I think we can race our way into the top 15 for sure, and then after that, it's, it's a little bit of attrition. Yeah, let, let chaos take its hold and see where it leads you, that's how road course racing seems to be exactly. nowadays. 
Um, speaking of Road American, I may be wrong on this, but and correct me if I am wrong, but I believe either your first start in the Xfinity Series or one of your first starts was at Road America, and it was it was driving for uh, a, a guy and an, and an owner that, that I think is or should be a role model to a lot of people, especially incoming team owners and Jimmy Means. Um, could you just maybe explain you know, how much a mentor means, especially to somebody like you who was at the time kind of new to, to NASCAR, um, and especially, you know, just how Jimmy and, and mentors have, have kind of helped you uh, throughout your career. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I had aspirations to race NASCAR probably my my entire life growing up. Um, I just kind of got away from it uh, in my, like, late teens, early 20s, not necessarily from a goal standpoint, but just from what I was doing. I was racing Grand Am, um, and we just happened to be at the track the same weekend as the Nationwide Series back in the day, and I had a mutual connection through a, a radio show, Fitz <laughs> Racing Radio, that I was actually um, a co-host on, and I found out that Jimmy was looking for a, uh, a certain park guy that weekend, didn't even know what that meant, <laughs> and was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm down to drive a Nationwide Series car, so uh, kind of got that deal together last minute, uh, and it was really, really cool, you know, just having a NASCAR license and being, I think it was in college then, um, I was like, this is pretty freaking awesome. Uh, and just getting to know Jimmy and his story uh, was, was so cool. He's definitely a mentor to so many in the sport, I think, including Dale Jr. Um, talks about him a lot. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a cool opportunity. I, I worked with him a good bit, um, I think, in Montreal, Road America, Watkins Glen, and... Uh, I think, like you said, Road America was the first race that we made. Um, it was so competitive back in the day, mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, it is now again, but it, it was so cool to work with him, and just, that guy hustles, man. He's, I don't know how old he is, I don't even want to guess, it might offend him either way, um, but he's pushing tire carts around, he is grinding, he's working on everything, and he's passionate, and it was, it was so cool to work with him, for sure. Yeah, Drew Means is a workhorse. Even even as he gets up there, he's still, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, you look back at, at the, the 80s, 90s, early 2000s era of the sport, and it's not to say guys now aren't hardworking, they are, but he is, like, the definition of, like, a NASCAR man's man. Absolutely old school and never quits. Absolutely never quits. Oh, yeah. No, he's, I mean, the other guys you can kind of put in that same category, you know, not, not from an age standpoint, but just that <laughs> their, their muscle is like a Carl Long. Uh, mm-hmm. guys that just you're gonna see them in the Xfinity or Nationwide Garage or whatever like pretty much their entire life because it's all they know and um, and they're definitely all heroes fine absolutely and those you know those are guys you know that we kind of describe them as journeyman drivers and those are the ones that I feel like you know like like yourself and like so many other guys that have come through especially the Xfinity series nowadays that just you know they're gonna work as hard as they possibly can because it all it is all you know um Absolutely. Because they have a lot of respect in the garage. Yeah. If you can get respect from those guys, you know you've kind of, you know you've kind of made it, uh, for sure. Um, so yeah, moving forward, <laughs> <laughs> moving forward from kind of the start of your career to, to the current career, and I think you know I, I kind of describe you as a veteran now. I mean, you've been around for almost a, a decade or over a decade now in NASCAR. Um, but since moving to Alpha Prime, you've had easily, you know, your best stretch of races. I, I think you got your career best finish in your first race with them. So it's been a huge uh, switch for you. You've been running so much better. The cars have a lot of speed in them, especially at road courses, like you mentioned. So 
was there like a flip switch? Was just the culture better at Alpha Prime? You know, that some people talk a lot about, but just, you know, what really flipped that switch for you and, and made you so much faster uh, at, when you went to Alpha Prime a few years ago? Um, it's not the sexiest answer. It's just the cars. Um, and that's not a knock on anybody I've ever heard before, before but, you know, the, the motor program that we have, like, I mean, I know I was sounding like I was complaining about it <laughs> five, five minutes ago, but um, just having ECR motors, whether they're owned or leased, with some of the best motors I've ever run with, um, and the people with the cars are fresher than most of the cars that I've ever raced before. Um, the mile and a half program was really, really phenomenal last year before the rules changed. It went from being our, our strong point to our weak point, unfortunately. Um, but it's it's so cool just to be part of that team. And I described it, I think, after Vegas, which was that, the first race. With them. It's like it felt like a video game because I never had an opportunity to race against Colleague Racing and Almendinger. I was Brett Moffin's sort of PR guy the year before um, working uh, at a place called Click Marketing and it just didn't feel real because I've never been able to just compete with them um, before and we did the same thing the next week at Phoenix um, and then you know, throughout the year obviously we had some struggles at points but uh, felt like every race was kind of the same, same book um, so it was just it's really cool to be part of it and I, obviously you know I think a lot of drivers have had opportunities like that where they get an opportunity and they make the most of it and um, a lot of guys want to keep moving up and I think we have a good thing going here at Alpha Prime and hopefully we can keep building that forward rather than team hop because I'm really really happy with the group I got here. Absolutely you guys just keep improving every week and it's races like Pocono that you know kind of makes the NASCAR world kind of stop and, and look and see wait you know hey that team we classified them as an underdog but they're they're on the rise they're coming for sure. Yeah we had bad luck races in a row we had clutch go with a few laps to go at nashville and then we had it was going the whole race unfortunately finally went um and then we had an issue in atlanta with two to go so we mm. would be on like a streak of four top 20s i know everybody has their ifs but we were like four laps away we had both tracks from top 20 so uh it sucks from that facet but i mean if you think of it that way you know four top 20s in a row it's it's a really good streak, and we're heading into what I think is our strong point, at least over the next four or the next five weeks, excluding Michigan, which is probably like my least favorite track on the schedule. Yeah, you got a lot of road courses coming up because you go to Road America, and then you know you have Watkins Glen, Indianapolis. Anything can happen at Indy. We saw that last year, so a lot of good chances for you and your team. And then Daytona, which is always a wild card. Um, yeah, anything can happen at Indy. That's for sure. I had lose brakes behind me last year and assassinate me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you were just talking about, you know, racing with guys at college and, and a few years ago and how you'd never really uh, done that before. But before you really got going uh, in the Xfinity Series, you actually were able to drive a few cup races for, for BK Racing uh, before they uh, went down. Uh, but what, what did it feel like being out there, especially when... You weren't necessarily completely, you know, green, fresh, you know, a rookie per se, but you were still relatively new then in, in 2015, 2016 when you were making those starts. How, you know, cool did it feel or how nervous were you to be out there with, you know, the Cup Series stars, especially, I mean, you raced, a guy, raced against guys rather like Dale Jr., Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Matt Kenseth. You raced against Hall of Famers, all-time greats. Just, what was that feeling like looking up and, and seeing, you know, a, a guy that, you know, you idolized growing up right in front of your windshield? 
Yeah, it's, uh, I'm so glad I did, like, my first race when I did, um, I think it was the 33 at Circle Sport, um, and Phoenix was my cup debut, but then outside of that was mostly me, Kay, like you said, it was, I think it was Gordon's second or third to last race, um, in the playoffs, and he was my hero growing up, um, before Tony Stewart was my hero, and I remember, like, pulling out in the back straightaway and cleared up, and all they were, like, 24, 10 back, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty wild, and I literally... I think it was him, yeah, I drove into the fence down the back straightaway, just like racing, just trying to give him all the track possible, um, just in practice, because I was so worried about just wrecking my yeah. hero in, like, his last year, and, man, it was, uh, it, you weren't, like, nervous, you know, you're not nervous going into it, but then you get on track, if you see the 24 in your rear, that, that changed a little bit, pretty quick, um, and I got to race with Tony a little bit, as well, and that was that was phenomenal. He was my hero in my you know, my teens, and um, I was probably like seven, eight years old, just because of how many different things he raced and wanted. And he's an intimidating presence, as everybody knows. The last <laughs> thing I want to do is get a yelling match um, with him, like my my old buddy Matt Benedetto did um, after practice once. So it's like I uh, I was giving him all the room in the world, and I remember we were on fresh tires at BK, I think in Texas or Indy, and I had a chance to pass him, and I Just to say, I passed Tony Stewart once in my life. Absolutely. Um, I'm pretty sure I got like just by him, and then he pulled away by a probably straight away and a half, and I never saw him again. But just to, to go out there and you know make laps with those those legends um, was was so cool. And I can't imagine like I don't know. It's just everybody always looks at the heroes they race with, but um, you know the kids nowadays that are making their cup debut. I'm not sure who those people are in their mind. But for me, it was Tony Stewart. Seems like a surreal experience for sure. Um, so we, we talked about Road America a little bit, how that's a track. You know, it, it's special for you. You made one of your first starts there, but what would you say is your favorite track to drive on the schedule? And what would you say is your least favorite track to drive on the schedule?
Yeah, Road America to me has always seemed, you know, people talk about Watkins Glen as a road course that's long straightaways and then some tight corners, and Sonoma is always the one they talk about as the technical track. I feel like Road America is a great mix between the two. It's got some tight corners like Sonoma does, but then you also have long straightaways and then those those slight curves, and also you're racing through, you know, just the woods, basically. It's a track that's unique in its setting for sure. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah, track to race at. Absolutely. I, you know, I would have loved to uh, maybe not do it, but maybe you know see some of these modern gay dot, uh, modern uh, day drivers race at uh, Watkins Glen when they didn't yet have the bus stop. Which I know that was obviously for safety reasons. But man, they're flying off you know 170, 180 uh, into those corners, and that just to me that took or that that must have taken just so much inner strength to do that. I I cannot imagine. Uh, just how unafraid of everything you really had to had to be. Like Road Atlanta before they did that as well, and yeah, Road America is very similar, um, just in like the late breaking zones and some of the really fast corners. Um, but I mean, coming off of Pocono, it, it does feel like, especially on a qualifying lap, like you really have to man up going into the corner, especially in the turn one um, breaking zone. It's those types of tracks are a lot of fun. We don't get them too often, and. I'm glad I missed the years of the cars that were a little bit more dangerous, you know, 20 years ago, because I don't know if I would have been been racing with them there as much. I'm, I like I like the safety we got right now. Absolutely. Glad it's here for sure. Um, last, I guess, really serious question here. Um, if you had to pick a, like, a dream track, a dream scenario, a dream pass that you could make to get your first win and have, like, a Hollywood storybook ending, kind of what would that situation and scenario be like? That's a good question. Um, I'd say probably just because I want it to be a track, because I don't have that win. Obviously, I don't even have a top 10 right now. It'd be something um, really that actually meant something, you know, like not taking away anything from the plate races or Daytona Talladega. I just want it to be a track that I know people respect the technicality of, um, whether that's a, a last lap pass, like on the outside at Darlington or um bristol like something like that would be really really cool um and you know it's it's so hard to say because if you win a road course they're like oh he's a road course guy if you win a plate race they're like oh he kind of lucked into it so you want it to be something that really solidifies yourself in the sport um and that's what i've kind of thought of it that way of like if you got one race in a junior motorsports car what race do you pick and you don't pick like the mile and a half where you might have a little bit more of an advantage you pick the one that like you feel like you really earned and to me that would be a, a darlington or a bristol um something along those lines and not a road course as much as i want it to be that because i feel like i'd have a little bit easier chance there 
absolutely it, you know it's, you, you mentioned you know the the tracks like darlington and bristol and that's the track i'd probably choose now that i mean that's a track that you know we were talking about jimmy means earlier and that kind of you know old school you know when when i envision like old school nascar i envision those guys in the 60s and 70s and 80s ripping the wall at darlington you know with little safety equipment and just oh my um, god yeah i can't i can't imagine uh last yeah question. no I'd, it'd be different that's for sure <laughs> absolutely be just terrifying uh last question here um now i i'm a guy that i typically like you know spicy food spicy sauces heartbeat hot sauce is one of your partners this year and i just want to know as a potential customer on a scale of of one to ten ten being it's going to put me in the hospital one being i'm not going to feel it how spicy do you think heartbeat hot sauce is so it depends on the one you get um I'll say I'm not a hot sauce guy, but I'm a heartbeat hot sauce guy because they have certain ones that are they they aren't very hot. Like um, the blueberry one is like my favorite, and it's it feels like a smoky barbecue sauce. And I know that's probably not the best way to describe it, but to a non-hot sauce person, it it tastes that way to me. And it's just got like a slight hint of heat to it, kind of like a the first time I had Chipotle. Like I don't like hot hot stuff generally because the first time I had Chipotle that was like the spiciest thing I'd ever had and that's just not saying much for sure and that was just like the marinade um they put the steak in but yeah get the blueberry one try a, a pineapple habanero I think is what my wife likes but I got I got the wide mix and I've tried them all the the ones that are a little bit hotter are definitely not ones that I would put on every single meal but more of like a hot sauce challenge but yeah do do blueberry I think you really like that one Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And I wish you and the rest of the 40 te- uh, 43 team best of luck this weekend at Road America. Uh, and if anybody thank wants you. to watch Ryan, which you should want to watch Ryan this Saturday, uh, tune into NBC this Saturday in the afternoon. So thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you on track this weekend. Sounds good. Yeah, appreciate it.